Episode 24 of Offbeat Tracks has arrived. Yes. Greetings. How you doing yeah. today, Danielle? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm great. I'm feeling the love. I'm in a it's I'm in it's a lovely mood today. It's going to be a pretty romantic episode. It is. Turn We're, the lights down low and those candles. That's lighting. right. Turn on the lights and light it. Wait, did she write that song? No. The Teddy Pendergrass? So. Okay. No, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think she did. I just was making sure. Uh, we're talking today about, my, I mean, literally, there, it's, it's a valid question because she's written 1,800 million thousand, yeah, I know, like, 1,500 songs. Exactly. <laughs> that was a number that I just made up because it was so big, <laughs> but yet an accurate representation <laughs> of, of how many songs Diane Warren has written. Today, we were talking about the great, the legendary Diane Warren, and who is love her so my much. favorite songwriter of all time. She is just simply brilliant. Yeah, she's like the queen of pop. And what I love about it is that, like, so many people don't know songwriters that are just songwriters. And so many people, like, love her music and have no idea who she is. Exactly. This woman um, has written so many classics. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. And and uh, you call her the queen of pop. I would say she's like the queen of pop ballads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah nobody, nobody does a pop ballad like Diane Warren. Oh, yeah, she if there, is. I guarantee you there, if you there is some pop ballad that you love that she has written. It's, yeah, like, it's, I think it's hard to make it big with a ballad. I think it's really hard just because it's hard to make those catchy and like catch on in radio play. I don't know. It's like, to me, it's very hard. And the fact that she's done it so much mm-hmm. is just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, ballads are a weird thing. They tend to be songs that people remember and listen to more. And they also, they tend to sell very well because mm. uh, the people who buy CDs and singles or, you know, when that was a thing. Yeah, they're they the ones who are, they are the target audience for ballads generally. They're the Delilah but audience. Before we talk about her, I do, I want to just list a few of the biggest songs of all time that she has written, yeah. just so you get an idea of, of who this lady is. Uh, she wrote Taylor Dane, Love Will Lead You Back, which we, we've done an episode on. Shares, If I Could Turn Back Time, that was her. Mm-hmm. Millie Vanilli's Blame It on the Rain. Uh, Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. <sighs> Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. And uh, the big hit, How Do I Live, which was recorded both by Leanne Rimes and Trisha Yearwood in 1999. So stuff you've heard a million times, unless you were living under a rock. Yes. You, um, you, you know Diane Warren's music. Um, she, Diane was born in LA. She's a, she's a California girl. Um, and I love, I found this quote from a Good Housekeeping article in 1998, where she was described as the Emily Dickinson of pop. <laughs> it makes sense. Though. It does. It's, it's a great description <laughs> of her. Because um, she, uh, I don't know, I love Emily Dickinson too, so this is like, it makes total sense that I would love Diane Warren, I guess, when somebody said, I was like, oh my gosh, she totally is the Emily Dickinson of pop. Um, Because she kind of writes about these morose things, Uh, but um, she herself is, is just... An amazingly uh, She's a firecracker. lively person, yes. She is a firecracker. She, I think, is one of both of our favorite Twitter follows. Yeah, um, let, let's She's go on and plug that now. Her her Twitter is Diane underscore Warren, and you have to follow this woman. I mean, she her Twitter is the best Twitter She's feed She's irreverent find. and like just so says irreverent. whatever the hell is on her mind, and I love every second of it. Yes. I think I tweeted her after something she said the other day, and I was like, you're just the best. Yeah, she she um <laughs> she has tweeted at me before. She's what? talking, yeah. I've I've been graced by the the hands of Diane, <laughs> the Twitter fingers of Twitter Diane. Fingers. Oh. Yes, um, she's she's I, yeah that made my day. She's she's just a, a really cool person. Um, I found an interview that she did with a paper called the Scottish Daily Record <laughs> back in two thousand. Um, I, I I chose this because I, I it's kind of known if you if you know Diane Warren that she kind of is this cynical person who yeah. um, 
claims that she has is like that love isn't really her thing, like for her personal life. And I, I wanted to find some quotes of her talking about this. And um, she said, quote, I'm more cynical and sarcastic on the outside, but deep inside I am romantic. It doesn't take much to bring tears to my eyes. But um, like a few lines later, I mean, this this is such classic Diane. She was talking about her song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, She, which the opening line is, I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. And she says, quote, God, I wouldn't want someone staying up all night hearing me breathe. <laughs> That's so her. I love that it's so self... uh, She's so self-aware in a way. So self-aware. But she knows, like, a line like that is, like, good in a song because some people are like, oh, that's romantic. But, like, so many other people, including Diane, is like, I mean, it's kind of weird. (laughs) I love that. She also mentioned in this article that she writes one song a week, and I totally believe that. She has tons of them. They went into this whole thing about how um, she has a songwriting room that's kind of like her her inner chambers, and I, they like the interviewer wasn't allowed to go in there. I don't think she lets anybody into the wow. into her songwriting space, which is super cool because like now I'm like I have to see that. I want to yeah. see what it looks like. Um, but yeah, I don't. Let's um let's let's get into talking about uh, some of um our our favorite Diane songs because Diane? her catalog is numerous. I mean. There's, I, I believe there is actually a Wikipedia article devoted to just songs written by Diane Warren, and it is probably very, very lengthy. Yeah. Um, so we, we've pulled a, a handful of our favorites. I wanted to grab some that were just personal favorites and some that showcased kind of the her her ability to write, um, to, to spread herself among different artists, but still to have her voice uh, show through. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one I wanted to bring up is Solitaire by Laura Branigan, because this was like her first big hit. Mm-hmm. She had been writing songs for a few years before that. I think she started in the late 1970s, but Solitaire came out in 1983, I believe. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, yeah. this was Diane's first big hit. Number seven in the U.S. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. So like, yeah, what I, I, I'll, I'll establish this now. What I noticed about Diane's, Diane Warren songs and why I think they're so good, to me, they have a formula, which is like, it's a good little smooth ballad. They always build up really well. They always like they always go somewhere, and I I think that's what makes her such a good pop person. Because if you have a good voice on them, if you can get that crescendo up, you are right there. And, like this song does that too, but you'll see that in pretty much all the songs. All those Um, I kind of threw this one in a chronologically because this, I'm pretty sure, was the first Diane Warren song I ever heard. Um, it's Gloria Estefan's Live for Loving You, which is off of her Into the Light album in 1991, which, if you don't know, was released uh, after Gloria's big bus accident the year before when she basically thought that her career and her life were yeah. over. And then she recovered and she wrote this beautiful album, Into the Light. And um, there are, it's my favorite Gloria Stefan album. It's, it's just got some amazing tracks on there. And there's this Diane Warren song, Live for Loving You. Wait, I, was I didn't obsessed. know this was Diane Warren. Oh my God. I was obsessed with this song. song. This was, Me too. I, I'm pretty sure Into the Light was the first like CD that I ever had. It was like Madonna's Immaculate Collection and, <sighs> and Gloria Stefan's Into the Light. And this was my favorite song on Into the Light. And my dad and I used to sing it all the time when we were little. <laughs> I remember when um, his company went to Disney World and my brother and I got to go with him, Ooh. and um, the steamboats, like the Disney World, like the, uh, the the steamboats that roll around out on the big lake or the river, whatever that goes by out there, uh, out, outside the hotel, 
um, the steamboats would go by and they would blow that horn. They would boop, and my dad would go la 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 la, <laughs> fill in the rest of the notes. <laughs> Because I was really I was funny. so obsessed with that song at the time. Yeah, I remember this being on the radio. I I had like kind of forgotten about this song until I saw it on the list. I was like, that was Diane Warren, and then I remember that, and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh my god, I loved this song so much. got to talk about debarge this is my favorite diane warren song really i love this song and i don't necessarily know why i love it so much i don't actively listen to it that much which really? is funny i listen but to this like, song all the time when it comes i'm always on, feeling the beat of the rhythm of the night when it comes on it just always works and it lifts my mood immediately and yeah. then i'm just dancing i can have the worst day in rhythm of the night i'm like oh yeah oh my god it's, it's got that little marimba line it is just so fantastic and to hook it to old stuff this was featured in Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. That stars oh, Vanity. Oh, Vanity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Good mm-hmm. connection there. A little offbeat yeah, connection. Exactly. Um, Rhythm of the Night is is uh, upbeat for Diane, you know? Her 80s stuff is a little bit more upbeat. I think she was kind mm-hmm. of like establishing herself, going to different artists. Like but I think Live for Loving You is kind of the same. It's on the same level of groove as this. Live for Loving You may be, may be a little bit more subdued than this one, but Rhythm of the Night is kind of a... I mean, it's it's a it's party song. It's so good, and I love the barge. Alicia's Do You Dream, Dream About Me, uh, she did for the movie Mannequin. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen Mannequin. <laughs> it's I, it's very, yes. very bizarre. I didn't know, she did a lot of the soundtrack, and I didn't right. realize um, that. <laughs> yeah, she, she, uh, she did a couple of uh, songs on the soundtrack. That's right, because she wrote uh, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now yeah. also, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, just, yeah, great stuff. Um, and this one I, I put on my list, though, because everybody knows nothing, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a dying classic. But this one was also in Mannequin, and... It is like from the first scenes when the mannequin is alive and moving around with the dude. So you know this song if you've seen Mannequin. And I, I think that it doesn't get uh, as much recognition. So that's kind of why I wanted to, to bring it up. Good stuff. Yes. Uh, are you familiar with the British group Five Star? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I didn't realize that this was a Diane Warren thing either. I'm familiar with this song of Five Star. 
I've always been oh, familiar okay. with this. I always thought this was like their biggest hit, but it so wasn't. So Five Star, who again, they will, I, I, know, I know we say this all the time, but we are going to follow through. Five Star will be a future Offbeat oh, Tracks episode. They were a huge family group uh, in the UK. They were kind of like the Jets of the UK, if you will. <laughs> okay. Um, they were, you know, family group. Um, um, Could have chosen the, lawn the, service. The Pearsons. I think their name was Pearson. Maybe. Um, but the lead singer girl, whose name was, I think, Denise, Denise Pearson, um, just amazing voice. Mm-hmm. So they do this Diane Warren uh, penned song called Strong as Steel. And I think they're on about their second or third album when Strong as Steel came out. Yeah. But this this shows off Denise's voice in the most amazing way. It is a, it's a difficult song to sing. It's very powerful. Um, but it's it's a gorgeous uh, mid '80s R&B ballad. Yeah, Diane Warren's songs are perfect for great singers. Like she's good at showcasing a yes, strong voice. Absolutely. And the best songs are the ones with someone who can. Case in really... point, Taylor Dane's "Love Will Lead You Back." Oh my God! Yeah, perfect. This is a uh, pretty high up on my on my list if I'm ranking Diane's songs. Uh, the expose song, oh, I'll never get song. over you getting over me. Which uh, how great is that title? First of all, can we just deconstruct that for a moment? Mm-hmm. I'll never get over you getting over me. Which is such a real feeling. It is such a real feeling. And it's feeling. so beautifully put. It like, is. The Germans probably have a word for it, but the English don't. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this, this is the Italian right. version. There's probably a 30-character German word. Herkuschablanglang. Means... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That was way too short. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Diane gave us You gotta love words. Germans. It's, just, it's every, every sentiment. Well, we need a word for never being able to get over someone who, who got over you. <laughs> well, just smash all those words together. What are you talking about, Heinrich? There's the word. <laughs> what are you talking about, Heinrich? <laughs> No, I love this song. I remember the first time I heard this, and I was trying to find the clip, but I can't find it. Expose was on my favorite show as a kid, the new Mickey Mouse Club, um, where I would just salivate over Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling every week. And now I don't find either of them attractive as adults, but when I was eight, they were my men. And Expose was on, and I remember loving this song. I heard it. And I was like, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I totally understand what that means at eight years old. But yeah, it was so beautiful. And oh, I love this song so much. It's just so gorgeous. I know that I ought to find someone new. But all I find is I tossed in this track called "Giving Yourself Away" <laughs> by the band Rat Fucking because rat. <laughs> you got. I mean, you got to hand it to Diane for really being able to write for all these different kinds of artists. So this is like, um, this is a power ballad, like a hair a hair metal power ballad, 
by the group Rat, who was well known for more round upbeat songs. Yeah, round and round, and they they had a, they had a couple of minor, you know, metal hits and whatnot, quote unquote metal. Uh, but yeah, this <laughs> "Giving Yourself Away" was a power ballad from their 1990 uh, album, which I'm not going to remember the name of right now. But um, more Rat, more Rat, the second level of the cellar. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, 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 this song kicks ass. It's it's it, second it's, level of the cellar. Well, the, wasn't the first one called "Out of the Cellar" or "From the Cellar <laughs> no, Into the just, Cellar" or something like it's that? Just so funny. Yeah, it's the right. sub basement. That was <laughs> reaching the attic. <laughs> reaching the attic. Rat, rat. Oh shit! How do we get in the attic? That's the second album, boys. Get it out there on the shelves. No, this is this is an incredible power ballad. Uh, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Do you uh, have much memory of Set the Night to Music? Um, no. Really? This I, I this was one I remember hearing on the radio when I was really, 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 really little. Yeah, I mean, like, I've heard it before, but I don't remember it as, like, a kid. I think I've heard it on, like, just old stations that I listen to now. But... Well, it was originally released by Starship in 1987, mm-hmm. but it was not a single. It was just an album cut. And uh, it got re-recorded and revamped uh, by Roberta Flack and Maxi Priest, which is like, such a great combination. It's weird, but yeah. Uh, in 1991, and their version is just wonderful. I like the Starship version better. And that's saying as someone who I'm thinks, not surprised by that. I think Roberta Flack has one of the most beautiful voices in history. I love Roberta Flack. I just don't care for that version of the song. I don't. We'll, I just we'll think... do a we'll do a montage here. We'll oh, we'll, yeah. we'll put a clip of both. Oh, and it's just like a dream. We could be making love And with the slightest touch We One of the first CDs I remember being played around my house uh, was Michael Bolton's oh, Time, Love, and Tenderness. My my dad had this CD when I was little, and I just, I don't know, I remember it being played. And Michael uh, Bolton was oddly everywhere. He really back was. Then. And he was ubiquitous in 1991. And back then, like, I remember it's still, like, now when I think about it, it's totally weird. But even back then, I knew it was kind of weird. I was like, why did I write you to this guy? He's an idiot. <laughs> like, I, I've never been able to take Michael Bolton seriously. And no. I don't know if I ever can. <laughs> um, yes, Time, Love, and Tenderness is the title track. And I love this. this uh, it's another great power ballad. Very early 90s power ballad. Got these very powerful synth tones. Yes. Just great stuff. It's quintessential Diane to me. This is one of those yes. like trademark Diane yes, songs. This is, a, this is Diane classic. Nothing is- Sad as it seems in 
I wanted to toss in this song this song called Wishing on the Same Star by mm. Kitty because uh, Kitty doesn't have enough material for us to do an episode on no. her. But um, my friend Grant, um, who also likes offbeat music like we do, uh, I remember we talked about this record like 10 years ago. He introduced yeah. me to Kitty. And I th- I'm pretty sure Kitty only had this one album. But uh, she was kind of this like Jane Weedland esque, like yeah. you know, little soft voice pop star who, who never really broke through. Yeah, this is through. a song I didn't realize I remembered till I heard yeah, the chorus. And I was pr- you probably to this. do remember this song, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't. What year did this come out? Ninety two had to be somewhere in there. Ninety one, yeah, ninety two, ninety three, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's just more Diane writing for a. a a little singer who was just trying to make it. Yep. Also, I wrote in this, um, in my notes, her hair is terrible in this video. And it really is bad. It does. It kind of looks like a football not helmet. not good. Yeah. We'll never really be apart. We'll be wishing on the same star. Looking at the same moon. When you're thinking of me, baby, I'll be thinking of you. We mentioned earlier that Diane wrote the Tony Braxton song, Unbreak My Heart. Um, I wanted to talk about a lesser known one. I don't, I have no idea why I have such fond memory and affinity for this song. It's called Spanish Guitar. Yeah. I remember like going to see a movie when I was in high school and you know how they like just play music before the movie, Mm -hmm. like this song was on and I remember hearing it and going, that's Tony, like, you know, Tony Braxton's voice is pretty unmistakable. And I remember going, that's Tony Braxton. And I just, I fell in love with the song. And I think I came home and downloaded it on Napster or something. Sorry, Diane. <laughs> and I just like, I've loved that song ever since. Like, it wasn't a big hit. I don't even think it cracked. It, uh, it did. It like charted. I don't think it cracked top 40 is what I was oh, getting okay. at. Yeah, I, I mean, like it charted and it had some like play. I think there was a remix. I looked at this. I think there was like a remix that made it like number one on the club charts. Okay. I'm assuming, I'm assuming because this song, it said number one on club. Interesting. I've never heard that version. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember this song at all. And I feel like I should, like when I was looking at it, I don't remember this it at is, all. It's just more classic Diane wordplay. Oh, it the, totally is. I wish that I was in your arms like that Spanish guitar. I mean, that's just, that's great wordplay. That's it a is. great image. It's a great wordplay. I don't know, but I feel like Diane would probably be like, I mean, that would be awkward. Like, <laughs> <laughs> strum in my stomach. Like, it would be very weird. <laughs> be way too literal. <laughs> I'm going to advise you to take your advice about the Vinga Boys. <laughs> Just not think about it too much. It's a good point. Live life like you're li- like you're listening to the Vinga Boys. <laughs> I sit out in the crowd and close my eyes during your mind. But you don't know, you don't even know that I am there. I wish that I was in your arms like that I mentioned earlier that my favorite Diane Warren song was Taylor Dane's Love Will Lead You Back, but this is a close second. So uh, I have to bring up uh, Belinda Carlisle's I Get Weak. Oh, God, who doesn't love Belinda? Yeah, Belinda is Belinda is amazing. Her solo albums, her first two solo albums are everything. They are just everything that is beautiful and wonderful about pop music of that era. And I Get Weak is just such an incredible song. I and love it, yeah. She it's has a, a gift great from voice Diane for it. and Belinda. It's like still smooth and slow, but it 
you can kind of groove to it still. Like, you can play that and bounce around. So we hope if you didn't know who Diane Warren was before today, that now you know and uh, you understand why we love her so much and why you should love her too. Yeah, and you're going to find yourself having to look up songs when you hear it like, oh shit, did Diane Warren write this too? You'll yeah, be right there. Because you'll, you'll be there. You'll be <laughs> right with, right with us Googling. And we hope that you do follow her because you will be very entertained. Yes, get, uh, get on her Twitter page and click that follow button immediately. It's Diane underscore Warren. We're going to tweet at her. I hope, I hope she hears this episode so she can hear how much we love her. Oh yeah, totally. And and keep doing what you're doing, uh, Diane. She I also I want to point out she's been nominated eight times for an yeah. Oscar. She still has not won, but uh, which is just it's fucking criminal. <laughs> but <Yeah>. Really, <laughs> I figured if I didn't drop one f bomb in this episode, she'd be really upset. So <laughs> it's fucking criminal, Diane, that you have not won an Oscar yet. <laughs> fucking Oscars. And uh, we love you so much, and are so yes. grateful for. Uh, hey, that was one of the songs she won. She get nominated for. <laughs> grateful. <laughs> We are so, so, so grateful. So many songs. <laughs> I know. So grateful for uh, all the musical gifts you've given us. And yes. um, yeah, you're, you're just awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, tweet us and tell us what your favorite Diane Warren songs are. Um, if you've just discovered who this woman is and you're now frantically Googling her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're at Twitter at Offbeat Tracks. Yes, and you can uh, email us on our website also, which is offbeattrackscast.com. Yes. Um, so yeah, we'll see you next week. We're going to talk about Prince next week. Yeah, this is our last episode of 2016, so we'll see you in the new year. Yeah, 2017 will be more alive. All right, until then, I'm Max. I'm Danielle. See ya.